Hello and thank you for joining me on this podcast. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whatever time you're watching, you're listening rather to this podcast. I want to talk along the lines of vision and the title of my message being Embracing the Challenges on Your Path. And uh, I want us to consider Nehemiah chapter 2 and verse 17. Before we go further, I would like to give some background to the chosen text. Nehemiah, as some of you may know, had come into a city that had been destroyed by fire, amongst other things. Most of the people around him had lost hope. I could even add that some of the people that he had encountered after he had seen the ruins in the city may have been spreading a message of hopelessness and fear. Fear of what the future holds. Okay? And they may have looked at what was going on around them. Look at their surroundings and thought, Aksekobantu. As some people would say. But Nehemiah, as we see in chapter 2 and verse 17, didn't play ignorant. He did not play ignorant. He acknowledged the situation they were in. He acknowledged the situation they were in. But he chose to adopt a different perspective. Verse 17 tells us, or rather says, Then I said to them, You see the trouble we are in, how Jerusalem lies in ruins with its gates burned. Notice the change in Nehemiah's perspective. He says, Now come, let us build the wall of Jerusalem, that we may no longer suffer derision or get mocked. I want us to consider a few things that stand out for me in this verse. And hopefully you can also take some of these principles and apply them in your personal or even work life. What we see in this text is not unique to Nehemiah. Maybe how it happened to him may have been unique. But we all face obstacles in life. Maybe there's somebody out there who's thinking, the Bible is irrelevant to me. Tell me about today's way of life. We can use a lot of examples, but I'll even take a recent one. For example, COVID-19 is an obstacle for many people. It has brought fear. It has even brought doubt about the future and how things may be in the coming days or months. For some people, COVID-19 is not just an obstacle. It may have turned their lives completely upside down. And for them, living in fear may be the new way of life. For them, living in fear may be the new way of life. But I strongly believe that even in times when it seems like God is quiet... Or it seems like he doesn't care because we're not getting what we're praying for. 
Even when giving up seems like a better option than keeping the faith and believing that things will turn around. Even when we feel all of this and go through very difficult problems, let us not forget that he is in it with us. Let us not forget that. Let us not forget that. And when we look at our text in Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 17, we can pick up some key things for us to learn. <clears throat> Excuse me. Number one, the first thing I observed when I looked at this passage of scripture is that you need to acknowledge where you are. You need to acknowledge where you are. Nehemiah didn't act as if the city was not in a state of disaster. <clears throat> he acknowledged what was happening around him. Nehemiah acknowledged what was happening around him. He didn't play ignorant. The Bible even tells us that he took time to go around the city so he could better understand the situation. He didn't just say we are better and give up. He took time and as verse 11 shows us and went to study the situation for himself. That's a very important part of leadership. As a leader, you cannot solve problems that you don't understand. I'll say that again. As a leader, you cannot solve problems that you don't understand. As a leader, you cannot solve problems that you don't understand. If you don't take time to appreciate the situation for what it is, you can't address it the way it needs to be addressed. That's when you become irrelevant as a leader because you lack understanding. You become irrelevant as a leader. There's a scripture that I love in Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7 that says, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And this is my favorite part. And with all thy getting, get understanding. It says, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. You cannot solve what you do not understand. It's impossible. Unless you solve it by mistake. As a leader, and when I talk about leaders, it can even relate to you leading yourself. Self-leadership. As a leader, you need to be actively involved in the process of achieving your goals. You cannot delegate your responsibility for your life. Imagine if Nehemiah said, Oh, the city is in ruins. Who can come save us? <laughs> it would have been a, a different narrative altogether. The wall wouldn't, I doubt the wall would have been rebuilt. The city would have been rebuilt. Because it would have been a different narrative. Because the perspective would have been 
of them looking outside for someone to come and do something as most people do instead of them recognizing that if we want things to get better we must take responsibility if you want your life to get better you must take responsibility mm. you cannot delegate responsibility for your life no one can live your life for you or even think for you no one can even think for you okay no one can even think for you you need to be engaged in the process which brings us to the next point number two take initiative take initiative you need to take initiative initiative is defined as the ability to assess and initiate things that's the first definition the ability to assess and initiate things the second definition is the power or opportunity to act or take charge before others do <laughs> the power or opportunity to act or take charge before others do before others do a third definition is an act or strategy intended to resolve a difficulty or improve a situation an act or strategy intended to resolve a difficulty or improve a situation an important part to note in that definition are especially the second one an act is to act or take charge before others do those are the words that stand out for me to act or take charge before others do to act or take charge before others do what does this mean it means that you are not waiting for a miracle to happen out of nowhere but you are actively involved in coming up with situations you are actively involved in coming up with situations with solutions rather excuse me you are actively involved in coming up with solutions that's what we see nehemiah doing crying for what they lost was an option and crying is okay but don't dwell don't dwell on the crying and forget that god still has a plan for your future nehemiah chose to be different and he said let us build the wall he chose a different perspective in other words let us do something that will make a difference in other words let us do something that will inspire hope in other words let us do something that will add value and i know that all of us aspire to be people that add value or at least most of us aspire to be people that make a difference people that inspire hope in others and choosing to be that kind of person will not be easy <laughs> because you will encounter obstacles along the way 
Nehemiah encountered obstacles too from Sanballat as we see if when you read in Nehemiah chapter 4 and verse 1 and onwards you'll see that Sanballat was opposed to rebuilding the wall. You need to understand that not everyone will support your vision. Not everyone will support your dream. Not everyone will cheer you on and that's okay. It's okay. Not everyone will support your dream. That's okay. Not everyone will cheer you on. That's okay. Not everyone will see things the way you see them. And that's okay. Some people will love you when you win. But they won't love you during the process. They'll love you after you've conquered. They won't love the process towards conquering. The process is too, too dirty for some hands. <laughs> I'll say that again the process is too dirty for some hands but you need to stay focused and believe in the vision that God has given you for your life talking about people that brings me to my third and final point number three you need to have the right people around you you need to have the right people around you. Excuse me, I need a sip of my water. <coughs> you need to have the right people around you. In Nehemiah 2 verse 17, we see that Nehemiah was surrounded by people who understood him. And because they understood him, they didn't say, Yo, Kalilelo. Yo, Kalilelo. Oh, the visionary. Ay. Just, just as uh, Joseph's brothers did when they saw him coming, they said, Oh, here comes the dreamer. <laughs> here comes the dreamer. He wasn't, Nehemiah wasn't surrounded by those kinds of people. But he was surrounded by people who embraced his vision. His friends or his associates didn't see him as competition, but saw him as a partner in creating a better life. They saw him as a partner in creating a better life. Shared value. Creating shared value. My question to you as you're listening to me is do you have partners around you? <laughs> do you have partners around you? Do you have partners around you? Do you have people who understand your vision as a leader? Do you have people who understand your heartbeat. Do you have people around you that you can add value to? Or are you surrounded by people who like being around you but don't add value? Are you surrounded by people who like chilling but have no spice? I just had to add that one in. It sounds corny, I know, but I just had to add it in. They're surrounded by people who like chilling but 
have no spice. <laughs> Proverbs uh, 27. And verse 17 says, Iron sharpens iron. It says, Iron sharpens iron. Are you surrounded by people who sharpen you? Or are you the iron surrounded by wood? And you're just chopping wood, and you're just chopping people. Anytime you try to encourage them, they get offended because they feel like you're chopping them instead of sharpening them. Because if you are iron that is surrounded by wood, some people will see you as abusive and not inspirational. If you are iron, I'll say that again, if you are iron surrounded by wood, some people will see you as abusive and not inspirational. When you push people to be great, they'll say, And people with that mentality cannot learn from anybody. That's how people get offended by others achieving their goals. Because they're not open to learning. So they get offended. They get offended. Offended when you achieve your goals. They see, you, they see an enemy and not a classroom. They see you as an enemy and not as a teacher. They see you as competition as not, and not as a confidant. They see you as competition and not as a confidant. Be careful who you surround yourself with. Be careful who you surround yourself with. You know, my parents used to tell me that um, growing up, especially in high school. And I thought, ah, they're boring. They're boring. What do they know? These people don't have a problem. They're fun. All of that. But when you look at how the wrong company affects you <laughs> and how much time you waste in things that don't add value, then you realize, Uguti, um, actually, my parents weren't talking nonsense. When you see it for yourself, then you're like, hmm, actually, they were not talking nonsense. Something is not right with this person. They were not talking nonsense. So you need to have people around you that you can trust. Be careful who you surround yourself with. Nehemiah chose people that he could trust and people that he could work with. You need to choose wisely. Choose your team wisely. Know your team and know their motives. But more importantly, know your God. Important above everything else. You need to know your God. In conclusion, I want us to consider Proverbs 19 and verse 21, which says, Many are the plans in a man's heart, or many are the plans in a person's heart. It says, Many are the plans, Proverbs 19, verse 21, Many are the plans in a person's heart. But it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Oh, hallelujah.
Hallelujah. So friends, seek God's purpose for your life. Seek God's purpose for your life. Surround yourself with people who are chasing their vision. Surround yourself with people who, ins- who will inspire growth in you. Surround yourself with people whose lives are rivers and not swamps. Remember, a chicken can hang out with birds until it smells like one. But when it's time to fly, you will see the difference. A chicken can hang out with birds until it smells like one. But when it's time to fly, you will see the difference. In other words, know your purpose and know your place. Then you will live a fruitful life. God bless you.